Welcome to Cardboard in the Classroom. This is a podcast about using board games in the classroom to bridge a student's understanding and engagement with the purpose to richen their learning experience. This episode of Cardboard in the Classroom is proudly brought to you by the great people at Gamesurplus.com. Hey there, this is episode 5 of Cardboard in the Classroom. I'm your host, Norm, and on today's episode, we're going to discuss the Finnish Paradox, an article by Passy Solberg. We at Bridge City Board Gamers would like to identify the good, the bored, and the ugly as our cardboard cohorts. In this growing community, it's important to create relationships that help you learn, grow, and support one another. You can find their most excellent podcast on iTunes and every week on YouTube where they discuss and create new content every week. Welcome back. Today's episode is not about a board game. It's actually about an article by Passy Solberg, who is a educator from Finland and his background is uh, that he has expertise in educational reform, in training teachers, in coaching schools, and in advising policy makers. I had the opportunity to hear and meet him uh, at our teacher convention, and his message and his philosophy struck a chord in my brain, so much so that uh, I was motivated to do more research into what he was uh, uh, talking to us about and was so inspired that this is now his, the Finnish philosophy is now, uh, I would say, a major influence to the philosophy of cardboard in the classroom. Um, his, His message resonates, I would say, in my own instructional design for the fact that once I once I explain, I'm going to basically go through and, and review the article and, and pull out significant items that uh, uh, correlate and connect to what we're trying to accomplish with Cardboard in the Classroom. So, um, yeah, let's just get to it. His article is short and sweet and um, doesn't get too confusing. And just basically I'm going to draw, like I said, draw out the, the bullet points that I think are relevant. So... Um, in 2001, PISA, I hope I'm pronouncing that properly, which stands for the Program for International Student Assessment, uh, they placed Finland at the top of their ratings. Now, the, educational, the international educational community was so curious as to uh, how, how this happened because, as I continue to explain, um, it, the title is what, what the you know, what the perspective is. It's a paradox because um, everyone uh, outside of Finland were interested in, th- in three major things. And the first one was the secret to Finland's high scores in math, reading, and science. And then the second uh, uh, idea or, you know, query that they had was they wanted to find out how Finland prepares their teachers for the classroom. And finally, third, um, the the interest as to you know, what does a successful school look like or operate like? So this, uh, this next piece is directly pulled from the article, and uh, I'll read it, and, um, and then, you know, make the, uh, make the connection afterwards. So when much of the rest of the world is implementing more oversight of schools to assure teachers meet specific goals, 
lengthening the school day, toughening academic standards and increasing homework, Finnish children continue to enjoy a relatively short school day, a broad curriculum, and a light homework load. Now, there's the paradox. We're pushing so hard um, that for our students to be successful that we're seeing the at times the opposite results and of course in Finland as was just read they're going in the opposite direction there's not so much pressure there's not so much um, demands put on the student and the next item is the correlation to cardboard in the classroom and uh, the, the most important part of the Finnish educational philosophy uh, is the central role of play in children's lives both in and out of the school that idea is what sets up the next part of the article for me and which sets up the, the, one of the foundational um, you know, cornerstones of cardboard in the classroom is this idea of play. So the Finns believe that at a very early age, children spend their time in play to develop a sense of independence, uh, responsibility, and learn about themselves and others. This is, I mean, in psychology, when I teach uh, my students psychology, I point out when we, when we talk about learning that the two most important elements of learning happen when the child is in this you know, first three years, and it's two things, observation and imitation. So when it comes to play, that's where these kids are going to start learning social contract. They're going to start learning um, what it's like to be a participant, what it's like to win, what it's like to lose, what it's like to be frustrated. So I believe that this idea of, of uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the term that I, I heard uh, in the discussion um, uh, at the conference was the idea of structured play. And this idea of structured play is the core be behind cardboard in the classroom because we can learn and be, I don't know, entertained, I guess, um, I like watching History Channel. It entertains me. I learn. So um, early years in elementary education, um, forms of play, music, and drama enable children to learn, read, and do math. Uh, this part of the article, to me, just is common sense. The, you know, we, we do nursery rhymes with kids because of the melodic nature that helps memory. Um, the narrative structure that helps memory um, Music is math, just in, you know, a not-so-boring way. I hope Brian doesn't get offended by that. Um, so the next part is a great core concept to any part of learning and board games, which is the concept of mastery. Now, the Finns regard play as not just a break from academic work, but as a skill that one hones through experience. This, when I read this in the article... I, I truly believed it because it transitioned into um, one of my favorite writers, who is Malcolm Gladwell. And I first read about this next idea from a novel, um, Outliers, from Malcolm Gladwell, and that is the concept of 10,000 hours. Now, he presented, and in the article they present the same uh, perspective, uh, from Anders Ericsson, who was a Swedish psychologist, he derived a conclusion that 10,000 hours of practice is necessary to develop a level of mastery. Um, in, in Outliers, he goes on to talk about how the Beatles went to Hamburg to put in their 10,000 hours. Uh, Bill Gates, at a young age, um, punched in his 10,000 hours, and it basically, you know, if you've lived under a rock, 
you know exactly what Bill Gates's contribution to society has been. Um, so, Finnish education authorities consider play a skill that ne- necessitates sufficient time over many years to develop. They infer that when a child spends more time at play, they sharpen their capacity to imagine, improvise, and collaborate. And yes, you see that in, in any kind of imaginative play. My own children, um, th- that happens all the time, right? That is pretty much just a, a standard um, issue play toolkit for, for kids is imagination and improvisation. And if, you know, they're, they're um, good brothers and sisters, they collaborate nicely. Or the collaboration part falls apart completely. So, carrying on, um, considering Erickson's concept, the Finns um, suggest, or the article suggests, that it takes 10 years for children to achieve such a heightened ability to use their minds to create new ideas. So, their 10,000 hours of play structures them to become uh, potential students with a huge potential to develop new ideas, new concepts, new philosophies, uh, uh, new perspectives, right? So it is the, uh, this idea of structured play that is integrated into the methodology of cardboard in the classroom. As a teacher and an instructional designer, I want to pull from them this, their ability to master um, playing, to look at something and go, oh, I know how this works and I know how it's supposed to, uh, I'm supposed to interact with this to have fun, entertain myself, to collaborate, to improvise, to develop new ideas, right? So if my students, according to Erickson, are masters um, of their, you know, in their own way of mastering play, then I want to apply an educational influence and and direction to the, uh, the time that they have in class with this, I guess, you know, masters of play, um, component that they, they bring to the classroom. And that is why I believe that the Finnish paradox and Passy Salberg are enormous influences to the idea of cardboard in the classroom. And it is my job as a teacher and instructional designer to understand my students' learning styles and to try and do the, I often use the term, a, a lock and key concept, to try and find the key or the... the um, idea game as it were you know board game to bring it into the classroom to bridge their understanding of the concepts and to keep them engaged so thank you very much passy for eloquently putting this into a fine article i will put this in the show links and that is i believe a nice wrap it's short and sweet today so uh take care thanks for listening i'm your host norm and this was cardboard in the classroom We are Bridge City Board Gamers, and you can find us on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter, at BC Board Gamers. Our Facebook page is Saskatoon Tabletop Game Community. And on Board Game Geek, guild number 3039. Thank you, everybody. Take care.